for me as somebody who has to promote comics all the time, I have to promote them using their bios to customers. And when I come across kind of a sarcastic or self-deprecating bio, it's, it's annoying to me because I'm trying to sell tickets to their show. I'm trying to convince people to come see them and, I, and convince people to take them seriously and to believe that they're funny and like believe that they're legitimate. But they're not even, they can't even take themselves seriously. Welcome to the Underground Comedy Podcast with Sean Joyce. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com. Hey, what's up? Thanks for checking us out. If you're in the D.C. area this week, we've got D.C.'s Best Showcase on Thursday at 8 o'clock at Big Hunt. Then our old buddy Ryan O'Flanagan from Comedy Central will be in from Los Angeles to headline the early shows at Big Hunt this weekend. And finally, we'll have two more D.C.'s Best Showcases at 1130 Friday and Saturday at Big Hunt. You can get tickets and info on the website. Our guest today is, it's me. There's no guest. It's just me. I got really sick this past week and couldn't do an interview. So instead, this will be an experimental episode where I'll answer a couple of questions that I got from comics. This podcast is already a lot of inside baseball, and this episode's even more so. So if you're a young comic or if you're just interested in what comics have to do, I'll be talking about what is needed from a submission tape and when you should start thinking about making a website for yourself and what it should contain. Okay, so the first question is, what should I focus on when making a submission tape? And should I use jokes that I think are clever or ones that are less clever but get bigger laughs? I think the first thing to think about um, when it comes to your tape is you want it to look and sound reasonably decent. If the audio is messed up or if it's shot from far away, you can barely see your face or if it's blurry, uh, it's probably best to redo it because it's going to be distracting. On the other hand, you don't need to hire a professional to record you. You're not being judged on the quality of the production. You're being judged on the performance. And you just don't want the quality to take away from the performance. That's all you're trying to do. You just don't want it to take away. You don't have to do anything special on top of it. When you're trying to get a tape, I think the best thing to do is try to just tape every set for a while. Tape every set that's in a decent place. If you do it that way, you won't be too stressed out about any individual set. You'll know that you're just trying to have good sets. And if you tape 10 of them, hopefully one of them will be good and, and you can use it. Or maybe you'll have to tape 20 or maybe you'll have to tape 30. But it won't be such a high pressure situation. Obviously, if you perform in a place where they record and you can get the tape from them, that makes it even easier because you don't have to think about it at all. But not everybody has the luxury of performing in a place like that. And not everybody has a luxury of performing a bunch of decent shows where there's a good audience where you would want to have a tape from anyway. And you might only have one or two great shows that you're on where you want to try to get the tape. If you're in that situation where you got to get the tape soon or this is this is kind of your best shot my advice is to try to focus on the set and not on the tape don't think about the fact that you're taping know what jokes you want to do ahead of time and then focus on just executing your jokes and having a good set because when you're thinking about the tape when you're on stage and you kind of if you if you stumble over a word or somebody stands up in the middle you might think that the tape is ruined you might get frustrated you might get deflated but if you're focused on just having a good set, 
then you're going to keep going through that and you're going to keep trying to have a good set because it's it's still possible to have a good set just because some little thing happened. And then you might look back on the tape and that little thing might not be that big of a deal and it might be fine. You might be able to use it. And I think it, it just increases your chance of having a good set anyway, just to have a little bit of that pressure off. And I should say when you're thinking about the places that you're that you're recording, you know, you you want to be in a place that's reasonably calm. You don't want a lot of chatter in the audience or distractions, people walking back and forth. Thinking about what jokes to pick, whether you should do jokes that are clever or ones that are crowd pleasing on a regular basis. I think that's a tougher call. And it really comes down to who you're submitting the tape to. When you're thinking about which jokes to use, I think one of the most important things is to start strong. Obviously, you're creating a first impression, but there's also no guarantee that the person who's watching it is going to watch past 30 seconds. So you don't, you got to get them quick. Ideally, you'd be able to get on stage, get into your first joke pretty quickly, and then have that joke hit. When you're thinking about whether you want to tell jokes that are clever or ones that are more broad, it, it really comes down to who you're submitting the tape to. If you're submitting to a club to get booked there, you know, you're going to want to have more club-like jokes. You're going to want to have big laughs and jokes that a lot of people can enjoy. If you're submitting it to somebody that runs an indie show that's got a weird poster and a weird name, you can't even tell that it's a comedy show, they're obviously going to be looking for something different, you know? And so you might want to highlight your more interesting jokes. And I mean, depending on how experienced you are, you know, you might not have a huge selection of jokes to choose from. If you're if you're on the less experienced side, you know, maybe under two years in, you know, you might just want to pick your best jokes, just whatever. You might just have one set of your one five minutes. But maybe once you start having some choices, then you can start making these decisions. If you're applying to a festival, you know, it depends on what kind of festival it is. You know, does it seem kind of have an indie feel? Is it is it based in a club? What are, you know, what what's the kind of vibe that it's going for? And just try to match that. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to match what the people who are booking you want. And that's not to say you shouldn't be true to yourself uh, and you should be doing things you don't normally do. I mean, you're still performing. This is just choosing within the jokes you normally do. I probably wouldn't do crowd work on a submission tape at all. I think it's okay if in the middle of the set, you know, somebody yells out and you respond to them and then you go back to your jokes. I think that's okay. And I think it's okay to say something off the bat if it's great. I mean, sometimes you have a great moment and, and it starts off with a huge laugh and then you get any material and go. And that's that's okay too. I just would, you know, in general, it's it may you know, it's better to just stick to the material and just start your jokes and go straight through your jokes. The second question is do I need a website and what should I have on that website? I think that this is a personal choice to a certain extent and it comes down to how comfortable you are with promoting yourself and that probably has to do with how long you've been doing stand-up. I think that you know most comics are pretty uncomfortable promoting themselves when they first start. There's a small segment that of people who do comedy that that are not, and they promote themselves right out of the gate. And if you're in that category, you probably already have a website. So I think it's a personal decision to a certain extent because, you know, you have to be comfortable putting yourself out there and taking yourself seriously as a comic to have a website. 
And I think probably like when the time when I would say you want to have it is when you're starting to work in clubs or work with headliners or be on paid shows. Because once you are starting to get work in clubs, you're starting to open up for people or you want to, you know, want to open up for people. That's when you get to the point where people are going to start Googling you and they're people who you want something from. And if you're getting booked on shows where you're being paid, there may be people that you're not aware of out there looking for comics and they may be able to find you and book you based on your website. Um, Not that that happens a ton, but it it does happen. And if you don't have a website, they're not, they're not going to know you exist or they're not going to know how to contact you. A lot of times when a big comic comes to town, if they're going to use a local opener, they'll want information about who's opening up for them. And if you don't have a website, they're going to Google you and they're going to, you know, they're going to scan down the results and they're going to, whatever shows up, that's the impression that's going to be created about how good of a comic you are and how serious of a comic you are. And just not having a website already signals that you're not that serious. And maybe that's fine for being an opener. You know, maybe you don't have to be serious, but it might not be enough for that person to be comfortable having you open for them. So what you're doing is you're trying to put yourself in a position to get the things that you want to get. And you're also controlling the information that is out there about you. It's nice when someone else writes a bio for you, you know, that's great because you don't have to do that work, but it doesn't say exactly what you want it to say. And it might not say anything that you want it to say. And if you don't have a website, that's the one, that's what people are going to see. And if there's nothing out there about you, it just makes you seem like more of a beginner comic. You know, you haven't got to the point where you needed to make a website. That's the message that you're sending. So this is really a signal for other people to take you seriously. And just a side note in terms of what comes up on Google. If somebody ever puts a tape up of you that you don't like, and it's coming up in high search results on Google, you can email the person who posted that video and ask them to take it down. They might not take it down, but most of the time they will. And it helps you a lot. There, I knew a comic um, who was on one of the competition shows and they kind of edited it to build up the drama for uh, the performance to, to make it look really bad. So that, you know, just so it was more interesting television. And I talked with that comic about it. And he was like, yeah, I mean, that was totally blown out of proportion. You know, I was called, I called my mom uh, before my set to talk to her about it. And they moved it to make it look like I was upset afterwards and called her to be consoled. So there was a, there was a few of those versions from him being on TV with that terrible montage. And I was like, why don't you just try to see if they'll take it down. And they did. So if you have a tape out there that you don't like, you can ask them to tape it, take it down. That's a side note. In terms of making it, there are a bunch of free website making websites out there that you can use to make your own website that are like drag and drop. They're very simple. I think almost anybody can do it. You don't have, you hardly need to put anything on the website. It only needs a few things. It can be very simple. 
And I think most people can do it themselves. And even if you can't, you probably know somebody who could help you out for an hour or two, put it together. And then once you have it up, you know, it's pretty much, it's good for a while and you can just update your bio as needed. And as far as what it needs to have on it, there's really three things it needs. One, it needs to have a bio, two, a tape, and three, contact information. You know, real straightforward. If you don't have a tape yet, you want to have it. You got to have a tape before you make a website. That should come probably a significantly before you make a website. You definitely getting a tape pretty early on when you're going to start submitting to be on shows, even submitting to be on free shows. Contact info, obviously self-explanatory. You can say for booking, contact, it can have, and then it can be a contact form or it can be an email address. And you can create a specific email account for comedy or you, a lot of websites will let you make a email that goes to the domain of the website or the website will just have a contact form that you can use. You want to have your tape on there. Obviously, you want to put your best tape on. If you have a couple different ones and they're good, you know, let's put them all on there. And if you've ever done any sketches or um, been in a sketch, done any acting or anything like that, or made a cartoon or something that you feel decent about having out there, that, that can go on that page as well. The bio is a little tricky. And it doesn't need to be tricky. It's actually really simple. But comedians have, I don't know what it is, but, well, I do know what it is. There's something gross about self-promotion to comedians. You know, I don't, I don't know. You know, it just kind of goes against the way comics view the world and the way they carry themselves. And having to be genuine and sincere about themselves and promote themselves, it can feel bad. And so what you end up getting a lot with comic bios is it will... <laughs> The comic knows they're writing their own bio and they've got to write their own name and say what they are doing and they will end up making it sarcastic because they can't take themselves seriously. And I think they're afraid that they'll look dumb or like other people will think that they're pretending to be something that they aren't. And this is really just, this is just a mental block that you have to get over, you know? You're, you're willing to go on stage and perform in front of everybody. You're willing to put yourself out there and you think that what you have to say is worth everyone in the audience sitting and listening to you. So and it's, that's a lot more, I think, than just writing your credits down. So for me, as somebody who has to promote comics all the time, I have to promote them using their bios to customers. And when I come across kind of a sarcastic or self-deprecating bio, it's, it's annoying to me because I'm trying to sell tickets to their show. I'm trying to convince people to come see them and, I, and convince people to take them seriously and to believe that they're funny and like believe that they're legitimate. But they're not even, they can't even take themselves seriously. It makes my job harder. And, you know, it just makes you seem less professional. So really, all it needs to be is a simple paragraph, just explaining who you are. And the more experienced you are, the easier it is. If you're very experienced, you know, you start off with the TV shows that you've been on, then the festivals and clubs and theaters that you've done, 
people that you've opened up for, it's tougher the earlier on you are because you, your bio, it doesn't have much. You don't have a ton of credits yet. So you might want to start with a sentence about where you're from originally, where you perform now, maybe a sentence about your style type of comic you are, if you, if you want to do that, because you got to say something. So you want to say maybe something about where you're from, maybe something about your style. Then you want to get into places that you performed that people may have heard of any, any place that is, you know, a place that people are familiar with. Certainly if you've done festivals, you want to put it on there. If you have a podcast, you want to put it on there. Even if it's a little podcast and no one has ever heard of it, it doesn't matter. It's You need to say something. You just have to have some stuff to show that you are a comic. You're really just trying to string together like four sentences for a paragraph just so that there's something there. It You know, that's really what it comes down to. If you happen to have a bunch of photos or, you know, a handful of photos of you performing that, you know, think are good enough to have on a website, you know, you don't want them to be, you know, super low quality. But if, you know, if they make you look good and you have a few of them, you can put those, you could, you can create a page with the photos. If you have a podcast, you can create a page for your podcast. And if you're a little bit further along and you're starting to think about maybe, maybe the fact that there are people who are interested in you locally and might want to come out to see you, then you could start to think about having a page that has your upcoming shows. So people know where you're going to be. And there's definitely people in DC who are local comics who post their shows and people come out to see them and it's pretty cool. And ultimately, if you're going to pursue stand up, that's the kind of stuff you're going to have to do. I mean, it's going to be a big part of what you do. So, it's not bad to start early. That's not as important of a thing, you know, if you're very new, you know, I would say that's like a less essential thing. The more important thing is just for this to be a place for people to get information about you as a comic. I noticed a trend for a while where comics were deleting their bios from websites where they had bios and then they, they took them down. And, you know, it's like they already hated doing it. They were self-conscious making it. And then they got it up there and then something made them doubt themselves and they took it down and they were like, this is, I'm just going to put a video up and that's going to be the whole thing. And it's just a mistake, you know, that people, they're like, this is a person that does stand up and I know nothing else about them. And I want more information and I'm going to end up getting it from another random website, some show that you did where somebody else wrote the bio for you, or they're just going to take you less seriously. And I think it's a mistake. I think you're going to want to have the bio on there, especially once you start having festival credits, once you start having club theater credits once you start opening for headliners and listing those headliners i mean what you're trying to do with the bio is you're trying to make yourself similar to the tape you're trying to make yourself look good you know you look good by attaching yourself to big things you know there's signals to people that this person is legitimate because they have performed in this place or they've performed with this person so you're going to want to have any recognizable venues that you performed in and, and any recognizable people that you've performed on shows with. And that lets people know, oh, this person, they're really doing it. You know, this is a real comic. This isn't a novice or an insane person. And uh, that's it. Um, so if you get a great tape, you get a great website, you know, well on your way to uh, stand up success. If you have more questions, um, and you want me to answer them, maybe I'll do another one of these. 
Um, you can email undergroundcomedydc at gmail.com. And uh, I hope this was helpful. Catch you later. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com.